A Peak in the Sunrise Universe by Cole Collier. You might be wondering why I started this podcast off with a THX movie intro sound effect, and my response to that would be that I guess you'll just have to listen and find out. Today I will be introducing the legendary jazz visionary Sun Ra and his legacy on techno-utopian idealisms across the globe. I mean, cosmos. You see, Sun Ra is quite an interesting individual. Born in Alabama, Herman Blount got interested in Chicago jazz early on in his life and eventually changed his name to Sun Ra after the Egyptian god of the sun. Under this name, Sun Ra claimed to be a Martian from Saturn and became one of the early pioneers of Afrofuturism. During his performances, while decorated in eccentric Egyptian outfits, he teleported his oppressed audience to an off-world utopia, free from earthly strife and taught valuable life lessons about things like war and religion. According to Wikipedia, Blount lived a quite mysterious childhood, which added to his character later on in his life. Although little is known about his childhood, it is known that by the age of 11, Blount was already a very skilled pianist and had even dabbled in a bit of composing. By his teenage years, Blount's repertoire grew larger. He could now listen to performances and transcribe them later by memory, and was also performing his piano skills semi-professionally. As time went on, Blount was eventually offered a full-time job by one of his high school teachers. He would spend the next few months touring with them until the teacher who had offered him the opportunity ended up leaving halfway through their tour to move to New York. Instead of ending it there, Blount took leadership and continued their journey. His performances were hardly financially successful, but they managed to attract the notice of other musicians and garner a modest amount of fans. After the dissolution of the group, Blount found a dependable amount of work in Birmingham. It is speculated that it is at this time that while performing in Birmingham clubs, he took inspiration from interior design around him and incorporated certain elements such as vivid lights and murals of Oasis into his later performances. It isn't until during his first year in college that Blount's life changes its course to be on the sky. He claimed that during his first year of college, he had a visionary experience during deep religious concentration. In this vision, he ascended to the stars in a form that wasn't human, eventually finding himself on Saturn. It was here where he was teleported onto a stage and mysterious creatures gave him a mission. Drop out of college and speak to the world through music. So that's exactly what he did. Blount devoted himself entirely to music, quickly becoming known as one of the most devoted musicians in Birmingham. He formed the Sonny Blount Orchestra and it earned a favorable reputation. This experience, however, was cut short by a selective service notice, which then grew into a court case and jail time for Blount, who declared himself a conscientious objector of war and killing. After which, he dissolved the band and after his grand aunt Ida died, he moved to Chicago. In Chicago, Blount's viewpoint started to change. Being the center of African-American activism movements during the time, according to Wikipedia, Chicago was brimming with debate and fringe movements. Blount took in the surroundings and made himself at home, playing music with several people and groups along the way. During this time in Chicago, Blount changes his name to Sun Ra and, with a friend named Alton Abraham, he creates an independent record label called L. Saturn Records and a band called The Orchestra. A few years later, the band began wearing their iconic Egyptian and Space Age inspired costumes to perform. For the next many years, Sun Ra traveled to many places and preached his ideas through song. During his time, Sun Ra was one of the pioneers of Afrofuturism. 
Dictionary.com says that Afrofuturism is a cultural movement that uses the frame of science fiction and fantasy to reimagine the history of the African diaspora and to invoke a vision of technically advanced and generally hopeful future in which black people thrive. Rod did this by recalling the past with his eccentric Egyptian-inspired outfits while looking forward and, for example, utilizing Cold War technology in his performances to signify an empowered future for black people. However, instead of moving for terrestrial change via a revolutionary consciousness, directed at economic and social change as the Black Panthers did, Sun Ra took a more utopian stance, creating an off-world oasis with his music, entirely independent from Earth and the oppression faced there. Sun Ra's influence on American culture and society is still just as strong in modern times as it was back then. Proof of this can be found in modern rappers like Lil Wayne, who has an entire album named I Am Not A Human Being in which he raps the lines, we are not the same, I am a Martian, just like Sun Ra had declared. say that Sun Ra is the exact type of person that Allen Ginsberg depicted in his poem Owl. But before we get into that, let's hear a quick word from this podcast sponsor, Simply Piano. Have you ever wanted to learn how to play the piano? Well, with Simply Piano, it's now easier than ever. Simply Piano is a personalized online learning program with hundreds of songs and in-depth comprehensive lessons, making progress not only fast, but fun as well. Custom tailored to your schedule and level, Simply Piano is convenient and stress-free. To learn more, search up Simply Piano on the App Store. Now, back to Howell and Allen Ginsberg. Upon analyzing the poem, it is clear in lines such as, who reappeared on the West Coast investigating the FBI, that the poem pays tribute to those who rebelliously acted out against the oppression of Western society, like Sun Ra. The excerpt talks about people investigating the investigators, which is a seemingly pitiful circumstance, but definitely an undertaking that is worth praising. It feels to me as if Ginsburg is actually saying that in such a chaotic time, those who were at the first glance mad in the head are the only sane ones. This resonates perfectly with Sun Ra. At first, even I thought he was just an eccentric wacko obsessed with his own little fantasy world. But the more thought you give it, the more you realize that Sun Ra was somewhat of a genius. Now that you know a decent amount of information regarding Sun Ra, let's take a closer look at some of his songs, namely Spaces of Place and Rocket Number 9. First, let's take a look at Rocket Number 9. For this song, we are going to focus on the ending section.
you can hear some sort of winding up crank. To me, this symbolizes the buildup of oppression against African Americans and the eventual breaking point, which is followed by a sound rising in pitch, which could signify thrusters powering up to take to the stars. Also, does it sound like something familiar? Perhaps something from the beginning of the podcast? Even if there's no correlation, they both seem to mark the beginning of a new story. Now, you might already be hearing how the avant-garde musician incorporated unusual sounds into his pieces in order to portray African Americans in a more technologically advanced way. But let's also take a look at Spaces the Place. doesn't sound like the average jazz musician, does it? Right at the start of the song, Ra instantly catches your attention with out-of-the-ordinary devices that sound somewhat like a warning siren. We can even take a moment to think about the lyrics, Space is the Place. If we think back on our definition of Afrofuturism, these words are Sun Ra urging you to place hope in the stars, and being optimistic about a hopeful future for African Americans. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot about Sun Ra and Afrofuturism, and I'll see you next time.